<laughs> oh, music's not the same as it used to be. Music, music's not what it was like back in the day. I'll be playing an instrument, like, not thinking about anything at all, and then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, that's quite nice. Let me see if I can hone in on that, and then all of a sudden that becomes my task for, <laughs> for the rest of the day. And it's like, I'll put it down, I'll pick it back up, I'll play the same thing, see if I play it the same way or differently. Um, but it's always one thing that sparks it, and then the rest of it kind of falls into place, sometimes quicker than others. Hello, my name is Eline Perez, and you're listening to Are You an Artist? Today's episode is with Seth Tonkin, who speaks about writing songs, learning about yourself, but also heights and open waters. I talk a bit fast and I'm very giggly at the beginning of the recording. This is because I forgot a cable. Thankfully, Seth had all the material, but it took us some time to settle. Anyway, just focus on Seth's beautiful voice and enjoy this interesting, funny conversation. I think this is officially the longest setup I've ever done. Yeah, I've complicated things. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> I forgot the cable and then, well. Right, so let's just start now. Hi. Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> so I'm going to start by reading out a letter I've written. You've written a letter? Yeah. To me? Yeah. Okay. So you can chill for like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll try my best. Okay. Um, dear Seth. I'm usually good at guessing how people think or feel, but to be honest, when I first met you at Wilton's, you were a challenge. You could sometimes be very friendly and funny, sometimes very quiet and hidden. So when I first saw you on stage with your group, Quiet Tongue, what a surprise to discover a proper rock star. I was impressed by your performance, of course, but also your ability to let go and be vulnerable in that space. So I'm very curious about your work and thank you for allowing me to have you in this podcast. And I'm very excited to ask you all the questions and record your answers. No pressure. <laughs> That's also a great start. I've been called a proper rock star. I appreciate that. Thank you. And this leads us to the first question. Seth, are you an artist? Um, I wouldn't call myself an artist because it feels too wanky. I'd call myself as someone who's in a band. I think I probably am one, but maybe slightly too afraid to, to call myself one. Um, in short, I'd say, yeah, why not? Go for it. <laughs> Let's dare saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am an artist. Beautiful. And like, going back to the very beginning of your childhood, very first memories. What would be your first creative memory? Uh, started out with painting, I think. My, mm. my dad's an artist. Um, so, like, from a really young age, I think he had me painting and drawing, drawing things. Um, so, like, my earliest, earliest memory is probably back at nursery. Um where like I did I did a painting on like some on a glass door. It was like as abstract as about a three year old can be. <laughs> it's like patterns with dots and waves. 
and then my dad had it put on a mug. Um, so that's probably like my earliest memory of creation or creating something. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I found my, stop me if I'm going too far, but I found my um, like nursery report and they, they kind of said like, Seth responds very well to music and art and sensory things. And I was like, well, not much has changed then. I'm just <laughs> saying, yeah. Same person, just with a beard and slightly taller. <laughs> that's sweet. Um, but yeah, that's my earliest, earliest memory. Do we still have it, the mug? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm. I'd. I'd go and. I'd go and find it for you, but I'm pretty hemmed in at the minute. Right. Well. I'll well, show you after. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you do you feel like you. We're can yeah you were kind of able to explore this creativity uh, as a as a child and and growing up or uh, yeah I think so uh, I mean I don't really remember it but um, I'm guessing it was encouraged you know both of my both my parents come from somewhat of an artistic background so um, my guess would be that it was encouraged and they they wanted me to kind of explore that and I think they still do so. And do you remember what you wanted to do if you wanted to do anything when you were a child? Like when I was a child? Yeah. Um, was your dream job or Well, I wanted to be a footballer at one point. Those dreams died out pretty quick. <laughs> what age? <laughs> when I was uh in like year six, I think, or like primary school. So I would have been, you know, ten, twelve, I think. But that's like most most boys dreams I think when they first discover football and it's like yeah I'm, I could do this for the rest of my life um I also remember in the same primary school saying that I wanted to be a singer and uh the whole the whole class laughing at me which is oh my god yeah it's, <laughs> that's not very nice well well I think yeah I mean I don't yeah to be fair that you should have heard me I was terrible <laughs> uh, um, you've improved <laughs> thanks thanks um Yeah, no, I think, I think I've always wanted to be, like, I wanted to be an actor for a long time. I still do. So I, I trained as one at uh, university, Arts University Bournemouth, big ups. Um, yeah, so I trained as an actor and I think I just always wanted to perform some way or another. It's like the classic case of... Uh, he was in a school play in, in year six and then he was like, yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life or this would be really fun. And then um, music-wise, I think I had a similar a similar thing when I was in my first band at secondary school. I had my first gig and I was like, this would be pretty fun to do for the rest of my life, but I didn't like, kind of actively pursue it until after university because I think I was pretty heavy on leaning pretty heavily on the acting side of things and it's taken like a complete rotation since yeah wow. does that answer your question <laughs> okay <laughs> no stress um <clears throat> so what's the when you create something new let's say a new song what's the feeling driving it it changes and it varies um Initially, I guess it's excitement. It's like, oh, this is a new idea. This could be fun. Um, 
so it's it's the excitement of having a new idea and, and just having that play on repeat um and then very quickly turns from that to like oh that's terrible it's like the worst thing i've ever written ever in my life <laughs> and then i'll come back to it and be like actually you know what it's all right it's all right and i'll carry on with it and i'll keep going um so in terms of like the initial creation process and uh when i first start it is generally one of excitement and it's like oh, i can't wait to like actually make this a thing and then it kind of stops at a point where i'm like okay maybe it could do better or i'm like it needs to it needs this and i don't have that yet so i'll leave it try and move on to something else and then come back to it and be like give it the space it needs to breathe and become its own thing and I'll eventually come back to it and try and finish it and make it something final. It helps having people to bounce ideas off as well, for sure. So I don't think I'd have written nearly as many songs as I have done if it wasn't for the rest of the boys in the band and bouncing ideas off of them and them sending me ideas and me just being able to write lyrics to it. So it, it varies and it changes um but initially it's always excitement where it's like oh i've got something i've got something so let's go um yeah so initially it's that and then sometimes if it's like a topic that is like fairly close to fairly close to my heart or yeah i sometimes surprise myself with like what i what I write about or what I sing about and it kind of um, affects my mood in the opposite way so it'll be like oh wow I didn't realise that's how I felt (laughs) and then I'll kind of be a little bit a little bit scared to kind of tackle it because it feels a bit too real or it's a bit too like close to the bone and then actually they always end up kind of being the songs that I'm more excited by or like this feels personal because it's like a part of me that I didn't know existed until I started writing it so yeah sometimes they scare me but more often than not it's still like an element of excitement so yeah yeah when was the first song you ever created do you remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I wrote the first proper song or like first ever song? Both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the first ever proper serious one was after university where like I'd always kind of like recorded ideas here and there on on the guitar, but I didn't consider myself a lyricist. I still don't really I like write stuff down and it takes me longer than I want to actually write down what I want to say. But the first one I wrote was after university. Um, and it was just because like I didn't have like a creative outlet or like a, a full time job to kind of keep me tied down with anything. So I just decided to 
try and actually write the song. And my dad always said, like, well, David Bowie did this thing where he'd, like, cut up different ideas and, like, different phrases that he'd written down and try and, like, turn it into something. And that's exactly what I did. Um, the song was called Try. It's still on SoundCloud if you want to have a listen. Oh, wow. Yeah. I will put the reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did it uh, I did it with um, uh, my friend from university. Um, he, like, helped me record it. And I was like, I've written a song, I've written a song. And it drove my sister insane because it's all I'd play whenever I picked up the guitar. Um, yeah, I, I'm still fairly proud of it. I think it's the first, like, proper song to go. It's all right. It's very simple and very basic and, like, not the best recording in the world, but it's it's fun. Hmm. And then, as I said, like, I'd always sort of written a few ideas down here and there. So, like, whether that's, like, small lines or phrases just in my notes, I still do the same, but it's, like, as unorganised as it was when I first started doing it. Um, but I think... That was kind of the first proper one was when I sort of found my voice a little bit, which I think is important if, like, because you want to sound like yourself, you don't want to sound like anyone else. So, um, yeah, that was my that was my first proper song, Try by Saint Cooler, <laughs> um, available on SoundCloud. And uh, before that, I'd, I'd written like a little, a little song for my uh, ex at university uh, on ukulele. Oh, yeah, uh, I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> and that's no. that's not available for anyone to hear, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, that was the first time. And how do ideas come to you? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know is the honest answer. And I, I never like sit down and actively try and try and write it. It's always they always kind of come or they or they don't. Um it's always usually like a verse or a melody line that comes first. And then it's about honing that in and trying to finalize that and create it into something finished and like the finished, the finished product. Um, I don't know. I guess I've just been doing it for a while now um, where it's, you know, I'll mess around with, uh, I'll be playing an instrument, like not thinking about anything at all and then all of a sudden it'll be like oh that's quite nice let me see if I can hone in on that and then all of a sudden that becomes my task for <laughs> for the rest of the day and it's like I'll put it down I'll pick it back up I'll play the same thing see if I play it the same way or differently um but it's always one thing that sparks it and then the rest of it kind of falls into place sometimes quicker than others um in general, I'd like the whole process to be like, I'd love to be the kind of person that was like, just picked up a guitar and 
wrote a song and then that was it that was finished but it's always like my process anyway it's always a bit like okay I've got a part of a song now I've got another part of a song and a different part of a song and it's like going back to all of those bits and then like a puzzle yeah yeah kind of like slowly but surely piecing bits together and yeah that's always the fun part as well is when yeah, when you're like, okay, well, I could, I could try using this shape, and and because I'm not a virtuoso, at least I don't, I don't think I'm a virtuoso by any means. So it's, it's like, and I, I know what I know, and I try and use that to, to make something complete and proper and sounds good by my ear. So, what do you think is your favorite part of the creative process is that the very first idea or like that when you try things or the puzzle or when it's done <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do like it when it's done <laughs> when it when it's finished and when it's like okay that's great we've got like a song but there's nothing quite like the um initial idea and the initial excitement of something um Uh, so I think that's my favorite part is like always coming up with something new and trying to trying to see if it's good enough to be turned into something better or worse. <laughs> Hopefully better. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. Hopefully better. But I think um, it's the it's it's the initial the initial part. So it's coming up with the idea. And sharing it with the rest of the boys, which is always my, it's always been my favourite part, I think. Yeah. And then developing it and building it so that it becomes, yeah. Because really it should always progress from one level of excitement to another level of excitement to the next level of excitement where it's like, that's amazing what you've added there. I love that. I love this. I love that take that out <laughs> or like oh I'm not sure about that um and there are days where it's not it's not fruitful like if we have a rehearsal where we try and work on something and it's like oh it's not really clicked it's not really got there but then we know that we've made some progress on it and it's something that we always kind of have to remind ourselves of it was like yeah I mean like it's not there yet but we've made progress on it and it's yeah So I guess my favorite part of it is is when it's coming to life. It's my favorite part of the process. And when do you know when it's finished? <laughs> when do you stop? Um I guess when I think I can't really do any more with it. Or when it's like, yeah, we're we're pretty happy with this. Um, so I guess like until it's released but even then it's like oh I wish we'd like tweaked this or tweaked that a little bit I guess I guess you never really know is it you, ever finished yeah I mean I don't maybe not like with the songs that we have out in the minute it's a lot like you know we could tweak bits here and there and we couldn't like And I, I think a lot of a lot of artists think like that, where they'll they'll put something out and then they'll look back and they'll they'll be like, 
oh, it's, there's still some finishing touches that could be done. But I guess it's when there's, when I know it's done is when I think that I've put everything that I can onto there. And like the ideas aren't, aren't coming as quickly as they should or like uh, to the fingertips as it were. So, yeah, I guess that's, that's when an idea is finished is when I feel like I can't do anything else with it mm. and it just kind of needs to get out and go. Um, and is there any creation that you're really proud of? A few, a few. As I said, I think it's the songs that I find are closer to me. Um, they're always the ones that mean more because it's like, well, this is like an actual part of myself that I'm putting out on onto the world. And I think they're always our best songs as opposed to the ones where I'm like trying to actively like yeah think about what I want to project as opposed to like what's just being projected and shared um so yeah I mean I, I can name a few songs that I think I'm really proud of at the minute um I Will Let You Down Again is is one that I was quite proud of um because it's <clears throat> my apologies Slightly different style. Um, it's personal. Um, and I just like the way that it builds. Um, and I was actively trying something different. And I think I sort of like foretold something or like was learning something about myself whilst I was writing it. Um, there's another one that I've d done recently called Feel So Real, um, which is like... Sounds ridiculous, but it's a bit more like hip hop than what we usually do. It's a bit more like gorillas esque. Um, yeah. And it's like personal to how I have been feeling. Um, and I really like the lyricism in it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that we've put out that I'm not proud of. Um, Yeah, I think as in answer to your previous question, I guess you know something's done when you're like, I'm proud of that. I think we can we can we can put it out and mm. and see what the reaction is. Even if it is a whatever the reaction is, the reaction will be. So Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Um Yeah, and what kind of music interests you? All of it, I think. Um, even if it's something that I wouldn't necessarily listen to by myself. Um, like I've started to analyse kind of like how how songs are made and um, like what works in it and what doesn't work, at least by my ear anyway. Um, so all of it's interesting to an extent like there's some that I really don't find interesting at all but it's just still interesting to listen to and kind of understanding why it's why it doesn't interest me um 
And when it doesn't interest you, it just doesn't interest you? Or do you hate it sometimes? Sometimes I hate it, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have examples? I, I guess, like, a lot a lot of the stuff in the charts at the minute, I just think they're trying to replicate each other. And I know that makes me sound like... Uh, like what? Uh, like an old-aged pensioner, like... <laughs> Oh, music's not the same as it used to be. Music, music's not what it was like back in the day. Um, but in general, I think everyone's trying to sound like everyone else um, in the charts, and everyone's trying to repeat what's what's been a what's been a hit and what's popular. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if if that's if that's what what works for you, then it works for you. Um, and like I try and take influence from everything, so I, I'll say that I, I hate, I hate it, but I'll take, I'll still take something from it or try to, um, whether it is like a, a hook idea or like oh that's something that they've done, but uh, yeah, I'd say, in general, <laughs> it is kind of like the stuff in the charts. Like I, I'm, I'm really into like. Um, post-punk and like the alternative scene at the minute so um, yeah it's a bit of a bit of a cliche to say yeah, yeah I just hate everything in the charts it's not for me um, <laughs> but you know there's there's obviously a place for it because people listen and people love it um, but I I'd like I couldn't see myself being in a boy band, <laughs> as, as an example. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the majority of it interests me. I mean, there's there's some stuff which people put on, work, put, put on at work and it's kind of like, what on earth is this? Like, what are we listening to? <laughs> um, and, uh... Yeah, but sometimes it's a surprise, so, yeah. Do you miss acting? I do, I do. I, I think, like, at the start, I think I've I've always considered, my, considered myself as a performer or someone who likes to perform. Um, What do you like about it? I don't know. <laughs> There you go, there's your answer. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I guess it's just something that I feel like I'm quite good at. Um, I like sort of being in control almost, um, or at least feeling like you're in control. Um, I think... Uh, I So I miss acting for the performance aspect, but I I get that musically, and I... I think I always find it more rewarding because it is like, like it's our baby, really. It's like songs that we've created and we've molded that we then get to perform. So there's like an extra added level of, um, uh, excitement and like, yeah, it's just an extra an extra boost, I think. Um. But I would quite like to get the um, get the uh, 
Yeah, because I think acting would would just be another way to boost to to get that element of performance out. So in the in the days where like you know we haven't got a gig lined up or something, it'd be nice to have another element of performance that that I can I can lean into or or move into. But I don't think it'd be quite as rewarding as the stuff that I've created being shown. Because it feels more personal and a lot more rewarding. And, yeah, it just takes it up a level, I think. As opposed to create, like, performing someone else's work. When I perform my own work or what we've created as a band, it just feels a bit more special and a bit more personal. And it's like, okay, well, this is us. Take it or leave it, but... We're going to have fun showing you. Yeah, it's really, you can really see that fun and the complicity. Yeah. yeah. Members of the group. No, thank you. Thank and you. is there any other artwork that interests you? What kind of, what stuff are you drawn to? Uh, well, my dad's an artist. So, like, uh, and my best friend's an artist. So I love going to art galleries when I can. Um, I'm always the first one out. Having said that, like, <laughs> like I, I don't spend nearly as much time kind of analyzing the, the, the brush strokes and the the choice of color, um. But I do find it inspiring, and it has informed songs in the past where it's just like, that's incredible. This has like sparked something in me. Um, I guess an anything kind of visual. I've um I've always been drawn to um whether that's theatre or art that's kind of like my other my other vices but I don't I don't get to go nearly as often as I'd like um but I'd say I'd say art more so at the minute just because it's it's always been around Um, and it's a bit more subjective so it'd be like you could really like something and someone else can see it and be like that's terrible that's the worst thing I've ever seen like um, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Probably some of my own paintings <laughs> when I was when I was younger. The mug. On it, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Back to the mug. Um, you also. No, I've, I've seen some bad plays. You've seen but, some, but bad some bad. Some bad plays. I went, I went to Edinburgh once, and um, yeah, I sort of didn't really know where to go or what to see, and then I accidentally stumbled in on like a sixth form. Production and I was like, oh, it's not not worth ticket price. <laughs> um, but yeah, to say that's the worst thing, I, I I guess I don't really remember the worst things I've seen. I always try and remember the best things. <laughs> You're always trying to forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you also work at Wilton's. I do. Yes. Like some other people, I know. <laughs> I just interview all my colleagues. And <laughs> Why? Let's create a bunch. Create a bunch of people. Yeah. Why do you work there? Um, 
I, I guess, you know, the there's the financial aspect of it, which there's no, there's no getting away from. Like, I'm not getting paid for my um, my music, or like not making enough money from it at the minute. So, there's something that has to to go alongside it, and I think that's the same for a lot of creatives, um, especially starting out it's um you need something alongside to be able to support what you're doing and i think wilton's is great for that because there's a lot of other people in a similar situation whether they are actors or artists or dancers um yeah they're, they're, it's like a good creative bunch of people um which I strive off and bounce off. Um, and the fact that it's a, a musical that shows theatre and, like, a wide variety of different things is, um, like, shows theatre, music, films, dance productions. It's, it's, it's exciting. It can, it, it can be a very exciting venue to, to be at. Mm. And then there's times where it's not a very exciting venue to be at. So. <laughs> More more often than not, it is it is a it's a good place to be, um, and I think everyone's understanding. Um, yeah, hmm. I'd say that's why I'm there. It's a bit of a necessary evil because I think if we're all honest with ourselves, I think everyone would say like, "Yeah, I really want to like be a musician full time. That'd be great." But where's the you can't you can't do that unless unless you're a millionaire. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit of a necessary evil, but as necessary evils go, it's a good one. Has it ever inspired you for songs or for Wilton's? Yeah. Um as in the venue itself. What like whatever, it can be the venue, it can be like something you've seen there or someone. I'd say the people inspire me. The people inspire me to do it. In terms of like a, a specific song though, I, I can't it hasn't inspired me yet. What? Yet. I can't believe yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, 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 it's a pretty if you haven't been before, it is a pretty inspirational building Don't. as well. So it's like somewhat of an embarrassing thing to say. But um no, I think it's the the people that I work with that I find most inspiring. Um, sometimes there's shows that I've seen that have, have, have been inspiring as well. Like the best thing I've seen there is by far and away um, K-Tempest. Um, they came and performed their new, um, some of their new poetry. And that was really inspiring. That was like... And a different aspect of writing um, and performance that I'd never seen before. Because wow. there was no gaps, it was just straight through, I'm just going to read my poems. Oh, wow. And you're going to have no chance to kind of digest it. It's just going to be like, this is it. Take it or leave it. And I found that really inspiring. And the way that they performed it as well was incredible. How so. did they perform it? Was it like... It just felt like they were living and breathing every single word. Oh. Um, 
That's intense. Yeah. And they were kind of switching in between fast delivery and slow delivery and kind of making points as to which bits needed to be heard and which bits didn't need to be heard. So that's by far and away the most inspiring thing that I've seen at Wilton's. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say it's the people that are inspiring me at the minute. Um, Not the beer? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the vices help. I'm I'm the, I should say I'm the bar manager, so <laughs> yeah, the perks of the job as well. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't um, I haven't written a song about uh, Amstel just yet, but we're waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Now that it's said, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's recorded. So no, I haven't written a song about Adams or uh, yeah. But we'll we'll see we'll see we never know never say never. <laughs> But. And what is your strength? Ooh. Yeah, we are going to ask these questions. Ooh. Um. I've always said that one of my strengths is that I am creative, <laughs> and I like creating things. Um, you know, I can come up with ideas. Um, I need help executing them sometimes, but I'd say, like, I, I don't know if I've said this to to the band even, but uh, I think my role is kind of more of an ideas man than anything else. Um, and they sometimes like the ideas they sometimes hate the ideas um but i think that's that's one of my strengths creatively is that i'm i can always come up with something um i like to think that i can like when i when i feel good about myself i can make others feel good about themselves as well um Does it often happen that you feel good about yourself? No, actually. So that's one of my probably one of my weaknesses. But I'm in a place at the minute where I do feel I feel a lot better about myself, and that means that I can make others feel better about themselves in tandem. Um, which is uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's taken me it's taken me a while to realize and taken me a while to figure out. But um, that yeah, you can't kind of. You have to you have to fill your own cup in order to fill up other people's cup. It's, but worded better and no, but it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice image. Um, yeah. So I'd say that's one of my strengths, but it's not one that I act on a lot of the time, or, or sometimes feel like I can't act on. Um, I like to think that I, I can adapt to situations fairly quickly as well. Um, so there's three. <laughs> um, I like to stay active as well, which I guess is such a terrible answer. But <laughs> I mean, it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least you're not stuck in bed. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got in terms of strengths. Um, and what would you like to be better at? Uh, I like to get out of my head a bit more. It's like, it's one of my strengths and my biggest weaknesses is that I can kind of like withdraw and 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 write about, think about how I'm feeling, analyse how I'm feeling and like kind of be aware of where I'm at and using that in a creative aspect as well. So like just kind of like shutting everything else off and focusing on what I'm trying to say Um, but it does also mean that like if I'm if I'm in a situation where I have to be able to talk to other people because it's interesting that you said it at the start where it's like I'm either I'm either this or I'm that where I'm like I'm either very talkative and try and be funny or I'm withdrawn and, and really shy and when I'm withdrawn and like quiet is when I'm in my own head and feel like I can't talk to other people so that's something which I'd quite like to be a bit more in control of so yeah that's definitely one of my biggest strengths and weaknesses but it's just about kind of picking and choosing the moments and I know that's like wishful thinking because <laughs> you can't really <laughs> you, you can't but like when I when I am like really withdrawn is it just like knowing how to handle it I guess is 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 what I wish I could be better at. And I'm getting there slowly but surely, hmm. I think. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> And is there anything that scares you? A lot. <laughs> A lot of stuff 100. scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> um... Oh, um, um, something that I realized is that, like, um, I'm quite scared of failure, um, and I've put a lot of pressure on myself to, to, you know, be better. How do you define failure? What is a failure for you? Well, the, I guess. Or uh, I'd say in, in the in the most simple, but not succeeding. <laughs> so like, or like a fear of fear of failing, or like not feeling like I haven't put a hundred percent into it, and fear of like, oh, it's not being good enough. I guess would be would be. Sorry, just trying to <laughs> trying to articulate that. That's, an, that's one of my weaknesses is articulation. I'm not very good at speaking. So, well, I think to, you're quite good there. So to to make a uh, to make me a podcast guest is a is a a choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's. Um, I guess it's either fear of failure or maybe a, a fear of not giving it my all and not giving it a hundred percent. So like looking back on something and being like, oh, 
man, I, I wish I'd, I wish I'd done that a bit better. I wish I'd done this a bit better. And I guess what makes me, what makes me even start to think about that is because of the fear of failing or or like not being good enough. So there's not really much point in in giving it a go. And I have been in that mindset recently where it's like, well, you know, it's not going to go anywhere or it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to for- formulate into anything. So what's the point in trying? And essentially what is something that I've trying to come to terms with and trying to be like, well, actually just the the biggest part of it is just turn it up and just, um, giving it a go and then that to me is success and that's something that I've like tried to try to carry on and 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 think of more as opposed to like commercial success Hmm. and um yeah or like you know artistic success even so um it's just a matter of showing up for yourself and for whatever your creative discipline is I think and that's something that mm, sort of over at some points and not over at others and it's because you know you, you put pressure on yourself to succeed and then everything needs to be perfect and when it's not it's like oh it's not good enough it's not good enough so That's one of my fears, I guess, is um, that I'll, I guess, to to try and articulate it and not make it like a big ramble, is the 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 fear of failure holding me back would be my one of my biggest fears. Does that make sense? Yeah, to me, I it, it makes I a lot know, of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I see completely what you mean. Yeah. Um, don't put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> but, um, oh, no. <laughs> I've already ordered. <laughs> um, yeah, that and open water, don't like, or heights. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel if someone told you you might fail and you're on top of a mountain and there is open water down no incredibly incredibly anxious I'd like right next question yes please yes please <laughs> what's your strongest desire in life ooh ooh this is stuff that I don't really think about often um I guess to kind of be able to carry on what I'm doing now and just see growth and development in myself to be content within myself um And to live on a mansion in a hill, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, 
I guess yeah to to just see growth um uh development in whatever I'm doing um and you know to create partnerships with people that I um value as important or yeah to create partnerships with the right kind of people that kind of progress you and move you further forward um Yeah. Sweet. And to be less afraid of heights and deep water. <laughs> Do you want to be liked or approved and by who? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I do. But by other creatives, not the musicians. I think that's kind of secretly our our desire as a band is to kind of be like the Muso's band <laughs> like the most like, oh yeah that was that was really cool uh, which is funny to say because like as I say I'm not like a I'm not like a crazy crazy instrumentalist I'm I wouldn't call myself a virtuoso by any means but um I like for like other musicians and other artists to kind of be like oh I really like like what you're doing and your vibe whilst it's approachable as well and not like alienating um yes nice. I, I, I do want to be approved by yeah peers I guess um yeah and who inspires you Um, family and friends yeah um, yeah I'd say they're my biggest inspiration just seeing how they how they deal with things and I don't know if that's too vague, no, potentially, no, that's, that's but really it's nice. like, as a general rule, like I'm inspired by how, you know, people forge, forge their own paths in whichever way they can. And that's like, hmm. that's what I love to see. Um, I love to see people doing what they're good at and, and, and what they can do. Yeah, family, friends, significant others. <laughs> um, yeah, just the, the people people closest to me are always the, the biggest inspirations. That and David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> for, for for the viewers, there aren't any, but I've got a, a big, massive poster of David Bowie in my bedroom and he, he watches me sleep every day. <laughs> and, then he might, and, there you go. and he talks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone who annoys you? As in one person specifically? 
I can be a group. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very rude to like call out beast. Um, I don't. I don't know if it comes from a place of jealousy, but I guess people who are like actively like are very talkative and very like you know who who people who are like quite comfortable about talking about themselves to like a group of strangers that they've never spoken to before and like kind of being like yeah um i'm this and i'm that and i'm and it kind of comes from like a yeah it's it's again fairly vague but i think it comes from a place of jealousy of like yeah i'm the shit i'm the shit <laughs> or like yeah That's quite precise, I think. I, I guess so. I guess so. Like, pe I guess people who assume that they know everything about a topic or know... Know... About yeah. life. Yeah. And, what, um, and won't... Listen. Don't necessarily make it a conversation and make, turn it into... Turn what could be a conversation into more of a lecture, which... You know, I, I could be guilty of sometimes, but um, yeah. To be honest, I think that comes more from a place of jealousy than anything else. But that is. I mean, they annoy me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they can be sometimes also. They irk me a little bit, as I guess people like not not even just people who show no interest in others. Yeah. And and and. Yeah. Don't uh, question. Yeah. Don't ask questions. I, I find them, I find them quite irksome. That's a word I've never used before, but <laughs> I will use again. Here you go. <laughs> okay, you. I think you know the answer to this one. If you were an animal, what would you be? <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be pretty boring if I say dog, right? I don't know, but um, that's okay. Yeah, I guess a dog. At my best, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm loyal. I bark a lot. <laughs> no. Um, Long hair. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got the hair to match as well. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say a, a dog of some sort or a sloth. I'm a sloth in the mornings. <laughs> um, And what's your favorite color? Ooh. I'm going to say a dark blue. A dark blue. Like open water? <laughs> yeah, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I'm afraid of it. That's why I'm afraid. I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to accept the fear. <laughs> so I'm making dark blue. My, yeah, yeah. Um... I have said green in the past as well, so you can have green as well if you like. Okay, well, thank you. It's all right. <laughs> What makes you happy? Um, feeling feeling like I'm doing what I should be doing. Um, in that moment, um, so I'm not kind of like showing up for myself. I guess makes me happy. Or it has done recently. 
just like showing up for myself and being like, hey, you're right. The, the, you know, the friends and socialising makes me happy as well. So oh, it makes it sound so boring when I put it that way. <laughs> friends, friend, I like socialising and, and being around other people. But it's true, it does make me happy. Um, I just, as I say, sometimes feel like I need to be in the right headspace for it. But more often than not, if I'm not in the right headspace, what gets me in the right headspace is being around other people and, and talking it out. So, yeah, I, th- I think that makes me happy. And performing makes me happy. I think I've, yeah, I'm, I'm happiest when I'm on stage and when I'm performing. Um, particularly with the band and with the boys, because even when it's going horribly, horribly wrong, I'm learning to have the time in my life whilst I'm up there. I kind of had like a, you know, early on when we were, were like having our first couple of gigs, I'd like really beat myself up if I made a mistake. And now I'm just in a space now where I can kind of like enjoy it and just love sharing, even if it's like, not the biggest venue in the world or not the not the biggest crowd in the world. I'm just learning to love that. And I think that is genuinely when I'm happiest a lot of the time. Which could be dangerous, but... Hmm. Yeah. And do you feel like you know yourself pretty well? Um, I think if you'd have asked me that question a couple of weeks back, I probably would have said... No, not really. I mean, I think it's a it's a constant discovery. I think everyone's trying to learn more about themselves on a on a day by day basis. Um, yeah, I, d- I I think everyone's trying to learn more about themselves, and. The argument is that I guess you you never fully get to grips with it. But I'm in a place now where I kind of feel like I'm understanding what what I need, when I need it, what I don't need. Um, So at the minute, I think I'm getting close. Hmm. Um, But it's through, like, creation and... and, um, songwriting that you discover more about yourself and that's kind of like what I've alluded to earlier it's like you know you'll start writing something and be like oh actually I'm not as okay as I thought I was because this is like a much darker subject matter than I thought it would be um um or you know you feel in the depths of despair and then you'll be writing like a funk tune for nothing <laughs> so it's <laughs> like it's um yeah it's interesting it's interesting I guess yeah what I'm trying to say is that there'll always be something new to discover I think and songwriting helps me do that so I do to an extent But I think there's more to learn, and that excites me a bit. Mm. So, and if you could 
meet your 15 years old self and say something, what would you say? Be brave, be confident, just do it. Don't, don't wait for, don't wait for someone to, to say that you should, um, believe in yourself, trust yourself, you know, you, you already kind of have an understanding of what you want to do, so do it, dive in, don't tell yourself that you can't do it, because you can, don't let others tell you that you can't do it, because you can, <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd just tell him to believe in himself a little bit more and say that he, he will grow a little bit taller. Hmm. Um, and how do you learn and grow? Um, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> We'll find out. I guess you, you you don't know. You don't know. You either you take things away or add things into your routine. Find out what works. Find out what doesn't work. And um, I don't know. <laughs> Any coming projects for the future? Uh, we are working on getting an EP out. And just more singles in general, because you know we we wanna we have a lot more than uh, than what's on show. Um, uh, we've got some gigs coming up in the new year, um, so feel free to come along. I will put the dates in the notes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're going to be back in the studio um, early January, so we are looking forward to it so hopefully there'll be some new songs and like uh ep for you all to listen to very soon um keep your ears peeled um and the eyes peeled for more gigs basically um whether that's acoustic or electric will be about but follow us on all the socials and such um quiet tongues hmm And do you have any last recommendation of, I don't know, an artist you listened to recently or book uh, or film or whatever? I, I saw a band yesterday called Chartreuse. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of him before, but it was like a last minute, last minute thing. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I really enjoyed him. Um, something a bit different. It's like a bit slower and a bit soppier than what we do, but... I really like their vibe. I really like their style. Um, uh, one of my favorite bands at the minute is Yard Act. So if you haven't heard them before, then you should. Uh, I'll also shout out a lot of the bands that um, I've uh, played with and that have kind of helped me to um, to grow and have given us the opportunity to play, uh, which is New Nostalgia. We play with them quite a bit. Um, so you should check them out and uh, Apple Shakers um, Leader formerly known as the 295 um, these are bands that we've kind of grown up with um, Terry Ann uh, Robbie Zarika there's, there's a whole bunch but yeah there's um, uh, PXCH uh, these are all kind of like people that we met at the Royal Abbott Hall, who have um, 
helped us to get to where we are and if you could give them a listen they'd be very appreciative as would I so there you go and shall we redirect the listener to your Instagram, Quiet Tongue? Or... Yeah, uh, follow us at if you search Quiet Tongues. You'd be able to you'd be able to find us, or you can um, uh, follow me, Seth Tonkin, on Instagram if you like. I share like snippets every now and again. Um, yeah, Quiet Tongues on Instagram um, and all of the socials. Um, if you like what you've heard. Yeah. Come to the gigs. Yes, please. <laughs> please, please. We we promise we'll do more in the new year. Well, thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for, for having me. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs>